0: Life in Jiu-Jitsu is the official podcast of ISAC BJJ, your host, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Whether you're an expert-level practitioner or just getting started, there's a place for everybody at ISAC BJJ, where we believe in Jiu-Jitsu for everybody. That means you learn at your own pace, and we harbor a positive and inclusive environment so that everybody feels welcome to come and foster the art. Come make new friends, learn self-defense, and get in shape, too, at ISAC BJJ. More information at esacbjj.com I'll see you there. Hi, it's your host, Jabron here with just a quick message. We've been podcasting for about a year now, and I'm so happy with the way that I've been able to reach out and talk to people of all different walks of life. I see the podcast growing in countries that I didn't even know, you know, might, might be interested in listening to this, to this thing. I'm so happy with the way that we've been able to bring people together and my message to you today is won't you please help us grow please rate the podcast five stars on itunes make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel and most importantly share the podcast with a friend if you really enjoy the talks and let's spread the message of jujitsu for everybody thanks so much for listening i hope you enjoy the episode uh,
1: what's up motherfuckers it's another episode of life and Jiu-Jitsu. i'm here with uh, nick diaz academy Head instructor, doesn't like to be called professor. Just a quick tip for you all listening. Um, Randy Spence, yeah, thanks for coming, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Mikey Hothi, uh, no bum off the street, one of your your brown belts. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, we knew each other. Well, shit, you've been on the podcast twice now, but just a little background for everybody. We knew each other from, uh, we both worked in the legislature for a while. And this is, I think, kind of a funny story because usually when you meet another civilian and they say, oh, yeah, I do jujitsu, too, um, I automatically think they're probably kind of a pussy. Like, if you're holding down a job, and you're going to 40 days, know, it's not a 40-hour-a-week job, either. You are you know, you're doing a lot of work on the political stuff. So it's hard to devote a lot of time to jujitsu. So I kind of feel like, okay, maybe some of this guy. this guy's got a desk job, maybe he's not that rugged. And then we rolled, and I was like, holy shit, man. Oh, my God, it's another world over there. Um, so this guy is, like, the realest motherfuckers of realest motherfuckers. Uh, thanks for coming on again. Um, so what's up, man? How's it going? Good, good, good. Um,
3: why would you like to be called professor? Let's start there. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't feel like, uh, I, I just don't, I don't feel like, uh, I would ask another person to call me that. You know what I mean? Like if, if people really want to call me that, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to be offended, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, I feel like I'm more just a training partner that's, uh kind of running. orchestrating the event, you know what I mean? I don't feel, if somebody comes to me and tells me, well, I do it this way, I'm not gonna be like, that's retarded, if, if it makes sense, if yeah. it's retarded, I'll say it's retarded. But, oh, yeah. you know, so like, I just don't, I'm not big on the hierarchy like that.
0: Cool, cool. You know cool. I mean, just, but
3: I'm not at any fault with people that are down for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. that's more of like a Brazilian cultural norm
1: too, right, it yeah, exactly. is like an American thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How long have you been running the uh, Jiu Jitsu program
3: over at Nick Diaz Academy? Full-time, probably, I don't know, five or six years. And then before that, I was half teaching, you
1: know. Okay, for a long time. Okay. And did you, are you like a contemporary with them? Did you grow You're You're an MMA, MMA guy also. Yeah, I start. yeah. So you started fighting and then kind of transitioned or kind of well, was kind of walk us through your pathway
3: for folks who are listening and kind of like that. Well, for me, I, I, I started doing Jiu-Jitsu simply because I wanted to fight, you know, and I knew I needed to get that, so. Um, I'm more of like a fighter who kind of found jiu-jitsu on accident. Yeah, You know, and I think a lot of times it's the other way around. So, uh, you know, uh, you know who had a, an interesting take on this was um,
1: Terry Maxwell. And he, he I think, like, he, like, helped bring Casio into town. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, you know, he was really, like, kind of, like, on the Mount Rushmore of, like, sack jiu-jitsu just because he helped get Casio here. Yeah. Um, but he was like, you know, like, in the you know in the early two thousands, if you're interested in jiu-jitsu, it's because
3: you want to fucking fight. Yeah, that's I I agree. I think that's a big thing. Is when I started jiu-jitsu, you did it to fight. There was no other. You know, yeah, we not yeah. trying to win the world. It's, you know what I mean? That came <laughs> yeah, later. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. And, and uh, so when when I first started training, like seriously full time training, everybody that was training was a fighter also. Uh, that's interesting. Which
1: is you know it's interesting because like my. My academy, ESAC BJJ, you know, uh, Life in Jiu-Jitsu is the official podcast of ESAC BJJ. Um, you know, our hashtag is Jiu-Jitsu for everybody. I think it's pretty clear. You know, we have some see some younger kids. We have some college kids that are really interested in competing and we'll kind of take them there. But um I think for, for you know, our average age has to be like 38, you know, white belt right you know and so i think that the goals are different there right? it's like you know i i love to learn how to come to the aid of myself and to, to protect myself and come to the aid of my family um i want to get in shape discover a stronger version of myself and you know maybe if i'm watching mma have a better context for what i'm looking at right you know um but th- there's definitely like a sense of like oh you know I, i'm a little bit worn down today maybe we're not going to go so hard and, and kind of like I kind of accepted that, like that's the product I'm aiming for. That's the vibe I'm aiming for, right? right. And so, but like jujitsu men can take so many different forms, right? And so, like I think about the contrast now. We're like we're serving this market of, I mean, and I think about my students. One of them owns a restaurant. One of them um, is just got his PhD. You know, he's like a high level analyst, and so they're they're in it for different reasons. But it's just so interesting how there's this spectrum. Where like just a few years ago, it, like this was for. Gladiators, yeah, <laughs> you know, no. this was
3: like for fighters, yeah, yeah. I still, I still think it is though, it's just yeah. maybe not, uh, you know, in, in their capacity, they're still there to be the warrior, you know, yeah, for, you know, so it's the same thing, it's just everybody has different, uh, the ceiling is different for everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You
1: know? Hey, so, uh, Junior Padilla, um, asked if you, if, if either of you ever compete, ever competed in MMA. Yeah. Yeah, you're in MMA. I am not. <laughs> Mikey,
2: will we ever see you in, in MMA? No. Although the other day I messaged Randy, I was like, hey, uh I want to be an MMA fighter. I want because he gets I his message what Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, which I get that message a lot. Yeah. <laughs> do you really? Oh yeah. How oh, yeah. do you respond
1: to that? I don't. You don't? Know? No. No. I'm not gonna respond to that. It's just like hey, we're going, you know,
3: practice at six every night. Come if come join you're us. You're gonna make it happen if it's gonna happen. You know, don't need me to invite you. Yeah, yeah. And it, maybe you do, but you're probably not going to make it
2: at our spot. you, know? <laughs> if you need a baby, baby that way. When we were in downtown Lodi one time, this guy walked in with gloves on as he walked in. With the gym gloves gym. on. <laughs> and he said he wanted to be a UFC fighter. And this is, remember Camila? Yeah. And Camila's at the gym. So Camila is a Swedish girl. She's like blonde, super petite. She'd been training for a few years by that time. And so this guy came in with MMA gloves on. And I forget who it was. It might have been you. Who uh, just told him to go roll with Camila, and she tapped Shut, him out a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and dude never came back. So. Yeah,
1: you know it's funny. Like I think, fuck, I was at a boxing spine This probably happened like a year ago. But um, there's this like big, like this kind of tough guy about, about my about my size, and um, it was like the first round. It was like jab only, jab only for the first round, and he like out the window right away hits me with, like a hard cross. And I just kind of slip back, counter him, hit him with a good, like, hit pop him pretty good. He keeps like kind of just like rushing me for no reason. I keep like countering him and like, by the end of the round, I'm like hitting him pretty hard. Yeah, You know, and he's just coming at me like zombie mode. And he hits me, he gets me like once with an overhand, but I must have hit him, I must have hit him with like a check hook like four or five, six, six times, you know, like good. And at the end of the round, he's like bleeding from his nose and he's like, looks up at me. He's like, all right, dog. Yeah, good dog. Thanks, man. I love testing my chin like that. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I think you're here to like express some demons in your soul. Yeah, for sure. He wanted to ask what, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 like you're here for for reasons like you're here because you've got like, like when a kid can't control their energy and they have to like run around or something, you're kind of doing the adult equivalent of that, but you're yeah. not really here to learn, you know? And I see that fool, he's still bum-rushing people during jab only. At least he's, he's still, still trains. Tra- yeah, he's still getting popped. At least, least he still, still trains. Trains. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Some people ain't going to get it, but at least they ain't quitting. You know? Yeah, yeah. What made you want to like fight? Just when I always wanted to fight since I was a kid. You know, my dad used to uh, teach me boxing, and I just wanted to be a pro fighter when I grew up. I had no other plan or thought to do anything else. But then it was more of a boxing thing, boxing, boxing. And then it became more of a like an MMA thing, you know. What I mean, I've mm-hmm. always I've been watching UFC for a long time, just like everybody else. Yeah. And then, uh, but how old are you, so Pretty old. Well. I'm I'm got, I'm putting like thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, a lot more than that. Yeah, upper thirties. Yeah, upper th- Okay, so <laughs> I'm thirty nine. So okay, so you were like like the like UFC fifty, like
1: early UFCs, early UFCs, like a yeah, far like? Yeah,
3: like in in the twenties. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you've been you've been watching it evolve. And- yeah, I turned pro in MMA in 2001. Got it. So okay. okay, wherever that that puts me. Okay. So, you know, and uh, so, you know, it was like a boxing thing, but it was already obvious that, you know, how boxing is so refined now, like other sports. Uh-huh. That unless you're already somewhere at a certain age, it's not going to happen. Right, but, right. And then uh, MMA was still more wide open. Got you know? it, got it. Got so it. You could just kind of still make yourself, you know. So yeah. it was still illegal in most places, so, you
4: yeah.
1: know. Yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to get through. Like,
3: it was like a, just like you said, it wasn't as refined at the time. Like, no, yeah, it was, it, was, so. it was still more raw. So, you know, it's like you can't, they pretty much know who's going to be in the NFL or NBA by a certain point. And that's kind of where boxing's at, too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can you can do it, but to really do it, you know. You, you know so then MMA started coming around, and I was like, yeah, I'll fight. I'll fight some. Yeah, cool. yeah. How have you
1: seen the, how have you seen the training for like the training regimens just for the MMA fighters
3: for yourself and for others change over time? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like I mean, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I think it's just like everything else. There's like this uh, basis on how to do it, and then certain people come in and refine it this way. Yeah, and then somebody's going to refine it a new way, and somebody's going to refine it. But it it pretty much stays like the same. Okay, overall. You know what I mean? I, I mean, they're going to work on quickness their speed yeah. and certain uh, certain exercises make you a better athlete. Yeah. Stuff yeah, like that, yeah. but. Like sports specific stuff. It's more sports specific stuff, but I feel, I feel like overall it's staying in that same spectrum. It's just Got kind of shifting back and forth. That's interesting.
1: That's really interesting to hear because from my perspective, I think about the, I mean, man, I, like I have so many like almost like emotions about this. I don't know how I feel about it, but like, from one perspective, it seems like there's so much more, like, science and there's just so much more resources in MMA as a game now that you would think just by, just through all these new entrants into the into the game, like, and it was so young, just so, you know, so recently that it must have, like, evolved, right? Nonetheless, fighters, I mean, like, like Robbie Lawler this weekend, who've been around forever, yeah, are still kind of, and we were just talking, like, like with Masters Worlds, like, still, like, the older guys are still at the top of the heap in a lot of cases right so i guess this a lot of it the more things change the more they stay the same
3: yeah i feel like it's gonna change there'd be more athletes but (laughs) the guys that are gonna win are probably gonna win you know what i mean (laughs) yeah you know so you're gonna you're dealing with really small percentages it's gonna help you out a lot but you know we're talking like i'm gonna get this much faster and it's gonna be two to four percent return but you know there's still a Big, huge chunk, and that's what's kind of cool about MMA. At least for my my end, is that there's so many different pieces that you can you can draw off of. You know, mm-hmm. and, but ultimately, <clears throat> even though they're they've you know ruled it up pretty good, and it's pretty much in it. It's not a fight. You know, it's an athletic competition. Yeah. <clears throat> there's still there's still a bunch of different. It's still a martial arts. I mean, the, the day it's martial arts. So yeah, yeah. I think. Mean, that's what you know. At least on our end, we try to do. We try to be the best martial art. We can be artists. We can be an athlete. Second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know I always
1: kind of, I always kind of felt that way about about you guys. Maybe, like
3: maybe uh, on paper it doesn't equate to the best thing, but like you're saying, look at the look at the longevity. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, to stay relevant for that long. Yeah, I mean, know? and not only relevant, I mean top ten. Top and five. I feel like you know although even all the older fighters that have been in the gym since forever that people don't know, the top guys still come into our gym and and they they're not getting out class or out work because they're old now or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think that's because we take that martial arts aspect first and foremost like really seriously. Yeah, and then and then everything. You know, of course we know we gotta be in shape. You know, we can't be super weak. Yeah, but, but it's almost like a byproduct of a lifestyle.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, I always kind of
1: felt that way by you guys because the. You know, in MMA, in full disclosure, I had one MMA fight, I won one and I retired. All okay, right. I'm undefeated. <laughs> <you're laughs> uh, so, like, you know, I'm not, I'm really not an authority on this, on this sort of thing, just to be totally honest. But, um, I don't, you know, I see kind of like these different training modalities and you see some different schools where it's like, okay, like we're, we gotta, we're got we pretty good. At, we're, we're like really good at clinching. We're going to pop you with an ugly shot and grab you. Yeah,
4: right.
1: And, uh, you know, the wrestling is really good. The boxing isn't so good, but hey, baby, we're in the game. And if we can get you down on the cage and just get on top of you, we're going to win that and decision. And a formula. Yeah. Statistically, we're going to Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. But kind of somewhere along that line, and the jitsu isn't great either, somewhere along that line, like none of these none of these martial arts are really refined. We kind of are just building on a formula to win a fight. You know?
2: Exactly. Uh,
1: but like the wrestling is kind of, it's neither folks, American folk style wrestling. It's just kind of like this thing that we developed. It's like MMA. It's an thing. MMA type wrestling. You know, that's really good. and the boxing is as good as it needs to be and the ground game is as good as it needs to be and then the fucking guillotine suite. Right. You know <laughs> and hey we're in business baby. Yeah, you know it's gonna take us <laughs> it's
3: gonna take us a long way. Yeah. But then all those uh
2: deficiencies are gonna show at that higher level. Well shine shine bright well you get beat by technical fighters. Yeah. yeah. I saw the Tyron Woodley fight where his, he has a black belt in jiu jitsu and his one move is guilty And if that doesn't work then he's just kind of shit out of luck off
4: yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly all right and, and so what i was admired about you guys is like nah, fuck all that the boxing is really good and the jitsu is really good and if we're on our feet we're good if we get yeah. taken down to the ground we're good but like i, I mean yeah like I'm, how much time do you all spend training those other modalities like how much time do you guys spend on like the kickboxing or wrestling or stuff like what? no like when i look at uh at nick and nate and it, it, this is just me looking at them but it seems like hey man just put a lot of time into the boxing put a lot of time into the into the jitsu, and you're gonna you're gonna be all right. You're like you don't have to be super. Does
3: that make any sense? Yeah, <clears throat> I think a bit. We have the best of everybody coming in our gym, so okay. we don't. You know what I mean? Like we'll have the best boxers. We're not just trying to get a boxer they will come into our gym. I feel like we already have some of the best jitsu, but we still have the top jitsu guys coming in, and the top wrestlers and kickboxers, and all our guys do well against all of them. I just feel like. A fight is only three, five-minute periods. So, you know what I mean? Uh, how to put it is, like, I don't feel like the wrestling necessarily bad. It's just not something we're going to put time into. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, because, it, you know, it's more of a... Because I can see, you know, some of our guys that come in... People come in and they're wrestling with, you know, named guys and they're getting the takedowns too. It's mm-hmm. just not something... In the formula of the fight that we're looking to do, you know? right? It's not like an area of emphasis. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Because because when it works out, it works out really well. But then when it doesn't, you're gas tired, and you get finished, and then you don't even make it to the end. You die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it sucks to lose, but you gotta
1: live. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you it, know it's so interesting. Like with, with like like MMA proper. I'm so glad we we're having to talk about like MMA before, like. And we'll get into the jiu-jitsu too, but like like MMA is just really interesting to me. But, you know, I see a lot of like MMA fighters um, put their shoes on, crouch down into a real deep wrestling stance and spend like 90 minutes at
3: a wrestling practice. I'm like, why, dude? Like, you're not going to do that. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Like. I think that, I think that that's good. You do? Yeah. Because like, um, at least with with our training, the way Caesar brought us up and, and he never was like, get good at your MMA boxing. He's like, get good at he's, he's like, bring that boxing in. And you've seen it a lot in the early UFCs, kind of, is uh, a lot of the wrestlers started coming in, and they're like, wow, we're just going to learn anti-jiu-jitsu. Yeah, fuck no. But, yeah, and they, and they spent 10 years doing that when they could have been a black belt. Yeah. And then and then so the wrestlers, you know, after a Those while... Those are like they, cultural issues, too. It's just kind of like for their own pride, they don't want to like. on Yeah, know, of, course, of course. And then, and then the wrestlers started getting really good at jiu-jitsu, and then the kickboxers, you know, were like, well, we're just gonna learn the stuff this that takedowns. Yeah. But they kept getting to me down until they just learned how to wrestle. So yeah. I think it's important you have to train each sport in a way that it is. Yeah. 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 And then and then of course, like, you know, mix it up also. Do hundreds of MMA rounds, you know. <laughs> you have to, you know, and then uh, but I think if you just try to learn pieces, the same thing you're kind of saying, it's gonna, it's gonna build a formula and get you a certain but at the end of the day, you're not going to be a complete martial artist. Gotcha, gotcha. So
1: um, th- this this is a little bit kind of talking about that, like developing those like proper martial arts skills. Um, this is a big controversy in the gym. Okay, do you wear shoes? And you you guys wear shoes for the boxing? Yeah. And then Nick and Nate wear shoes for the boxing. Yeah,
3: I'm not I'm not going to go to the boxing gym and be laughed at. Me. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to wear what they're wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, you know, I kind of like, I believe in, cause I've boxed barefoot and I've boxed in shoes.
1: Yeah. And let me tell you, when you have those shoes on, man, like it aligns, it aligns your ankle to your calf, your calf to your knee. Everything's in position. You got more grip Fasting. and you're faster. And so, yeah, you're not going to have it in the fight, but my view is like you learn how to be faster because
3: you're allowed to fire faster. I agree. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's going to train you that way. Uh, Just so avoid injury. Yeah. Exactly. And and I think that, that it's necessary because if you're coming in it's from from my angle, if you're coming in saying, I want to box, but I, I ain't gonna wear the shoes or the headgear today, it's kinda like, are you really learning from those boxers or are you just doing your thing and you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's important though to box without shoes on too, but when you're when you're doing a boxing workout, you're going to a boxing gym, you just keep your mouth shut, put put your mouthpiece in your mouth, you your headgear, your shoes. Because it's just like if somebody comes in the gym on our gym and they're an ogi guy, but we're doing gi that day, why would you not put a gi on? Otherwise, why are you there?
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: You know, it's funny. We have a guy. We have a guy at Alpha Male. Uh, he's coming to the noon classes. Uh, scraggly looking dude. He looks like a like a goat that's been shaved down. You know who you are. He just, <laughs> he just comes in. He just comes in at the end. Um, like like today was. Uh, no gi is like a half hour shorter. It's advanced. Like quick warm up, couple techniques. Hey, we're wrong. Yeah, open mat, you know. So it's like noon to, to one. And this guy shows up at like 12 45, just to you know, wrestle for 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Do I even like why you know he gets beat by everybody, of course it's just, you know. He just wants his workout. He just wants his workout, you know. And so like my buddy and I were kind of laughing at him when we saw him kind of do his little ritual you know, kind of get in the corner. I was thinking. I kind of said, "No that Maybe if we smash them enough, he'll leave." Yeah, you know. And he's like, "Dude, you shouldn't be saying that." You know. <laughs> um, sorry, just a quick aside. The the the, the boxing shoes, though. Um, we have a lot of people like really go back and forth with this, yeah. you know. And they're like, "Oh, I don't know. You know, you're not going to have them. Well, I don't want like a crutch or whatever." But it seems like there's like, and I kind of understand the perspective too. It's like you have all these different things that aren't going to be there and then how different does the end result become so like cody Garbrandt said something interesting he said you know i only spar with with the little gloves i only spar mm-hmm. with the mma gloves because the timing is so much different you know you think you're gonna you know kind of block like this and with the big with the big yeah with the big muay thai gloves maybe but not not, in not MMA small fit, yeah, yeah you're not gonna kind of do this in mma you shouldn't you know but i mean i don't know do you like with regards to like the gloves like the does the timing and everything just get different with like smaller gloves and everything? Yeah, like, it definitely does. Yeah. He, but you're like, still train with the bigger gloves. He's got a good point.
3: Yeah. You know? So when you're getting ready for, you know, the last three weeks or so mm-hmm. of your fight, maybe take the bigger stuff off and the shoes off to get more acclimated to that. But to learn the skill, you, you got to do what they're doing. You know, that's the way the skill works, you yeah. know, with the shoes, with the big gloves. And then it, it is just my, my point of view on that sure sure and as it gets closer you know shorter rounds you know are like a more intense It will work out with the smaller gloves and you know the shin guards so you know it's more you can kick each other a little more but it's just you know it's hard <laughs> if you show up to football practice without your helmet you're not going like to <laughs> be able to you yeah. know
1: attend the practice yeah 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 you know? um okay it's, uh, speaking of speaking of protective because we're kind of having this conversation
2: about gear um, you roll with the mouth. You do. You roll with the mouth, guys. Yeah, yeah. I got popped in the mouth really hard one time by in the kids class. Yeah. <laughs> My kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just randomly would show up to the kids class. It's just kind of fun to you know to practice different moves with them. And yeah, they're, a little and they're like, excited, and you can kind of show them cool yeah. the stuff. Yeah. And Randy is like, "Hey, you got to roll with the straw." She's really good. And so I started rolling with her, and she just jumped like knee first into my face. Oh, I almost fine. had to get a root canal. I didn't have to. You almost lost a tooth.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, and, yeah, so I think that's the goodness that's never happened to
1: yeah. me. Um, do you allow cups?
3: Well, I don't have any rule on that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want you smashing me with your cup. But yeah. if that's what you got to wear, go for it. We have a guy at our gym that wears a cup every day. He kind of uses it offensively, right? <laughs> but uh, at our gym it's more like bring what you yeah, bring, bring what your you cup. You know, bring I got I got a buddy. Bring your knife got <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a buddy. Uh,
1: oh, I think I've said his name before, but I'm not going to say it this time. Um, and we were rolling, and I was like, "Dude, you're wearing a cup." I'm like, "Why, dude?" And he's like, bro, I'm down to one nut. Oh, sure. <laughs> so I got to protect the one I got. I got I That's I, I nice, a yeah, good excuse. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I was like, how'd you lose? How'd you lose it? You're like, doing jiu-jitsu. I'm like, fuck, dude, I would have been out. Yeah, I would have quit. I sure. would have quit for sure. He was like, I was like a one-stripe white belt. Um, and he came back. Yeah. You know, He's actually one of my blue belts up. So. Wow. But I, yeah, we got a bunch of guys. That, you know, I kind of worry that like, these guys are like, putting the cup on and then putting the the, the mouthpiece in I'm pretty sure I'm sure the headgear will come in too and um for myself I worry that they're of course I can't tell them
4: don't do that, you know. Yeah.
1: But for myself I kinda of worry that they're maybe um developing this mindset that jujitsu is fundamentally dangerous. Right. And like oh I gotta gear up before I before I step on the mat. It's like okay, you know uh, as a as a gym owner I've done I had to buy an insurance policy. It was eight hundred bucks for the year. Yeah. That's like half of
3: what your car insurance is. Right. It's not that. It's just not that dangerous. No, for it's sure. sure, it's not. It's not. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot uh, less dangerous than people think. You know, they're gonna put. They're gonna go. Like I was saying, they're gonna go play football and all these other sports. Yeah. But at least in jujitsu, I know that you want to hurt me, and you know that I want. You know, we're facing each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you train. You train a lot, so you're aware of positions. In other sports, it's very bullshit. You don't even see. That's why people really get hurt. when well, you know? the quarterbacks
1: got their they got their back turned. Yeah, they got their back turned. They can't see. You know, and you someone know?
3: comes and smashes them from behind or something. Or, or that's even, crazy. Even even uh, you know, like basketball. You know, I don't know how statistically dangerous it is, but there's so much stuff going on that you kind of can't control your environment. Yeah. And, and in jujitsu, you can. So it's really not that. And you can always, you know, respectfully quit you can just tap if you don't like the way something's feeling or anything so as far as dangerous I, I don't feel that jujitsu, like a school was that dangerous at all yeah, you know you yeah. start getting involved with fighting in MMA it's a little different but even still then it's like hopefully you're at a place that's not going to let you spar and train until you're ready for that because you're aware of this is a jab this is a punch you know so I don't, I don't think it's as dangerous as, as people say in that environment yeah it you know, in the real world in the street it could be pretty bad. Yeah. Hey, I was I was uh, I was told to uh ask
1: ask you all this question. Um pulling guard in the street fight.
2: Yeah, probably not. Probably not, right? I, it, I it don't might... get into in the street fights, so oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, would you do it? Would you um I think against a just a random person who doesn't have any training ability at all, whatever's easiest. So if a single leg, e- yeah, I feel like a single leg could be easy on someone. Who's not trained at all, but if I face a D one wrestler, you know, I'm out on the street. I might pull guard and sweep him <laughs> <them> real quick. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not for that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Never, number one is like uh, you're kind of already conceding a little bit. That's, kind of, <laughs> that's gonna make me feel. That's gonna make me feel yeah. a, a little more confident. Yeah. And it, you train enough to where, like you said, maybe you got the one random badass wrestler is gonna try to whip you in the street but fucking could you imagine like randomly getting into some
1: altercation and the guy's like like super highly trained?
4: Could you But for
3: the most part though? if you're highly trained he's highly trained probably yeah, yeah. not too yeah, yeah. Yeah. but the pull in the guard in the street is I'm not I'm not afraid to pull guard because of the opponent. but almost every street fight I've seen when somebody hits the ground everybody's getting kicked and punished and that's where that problem. What about arm drag to deep half? <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't do that. To
1: see <laughs> I've seen you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, you know, it's funny because I have this like, I, yeah, I, you know, there's, I mean, it leads to a deeper discussion about like is sport jujitsu kind of losing some of its effectiveness for for self defense, right? It's definitely still
3: effective. Yeah, but is it most effective? Well, yeah. de- definitely not. Like, you you know, I mean, I think, I think, uh, sport jiu jitsu guy would still destroy. destroy the majority of the people out there. Yeah. But, uh, it's, you know, even, even Halo Grace wouldn't go on bottom if he could have went on top. Yeah. He was just small. That's where he ended up. So he developed it there. <laughs> you know, because, you know, you don't, you don't want to put yourself in a vulnerable position if you don't have to. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people, you know, when it comes to sport jiu-jitsu, you, you know, they're, it's the golden standard. And other people hate on it. But it's really, whoever's the most trained is probably going to win. Gotcha. So, you know, I, I think it's still effective. But some people are just, you know, maybe catch a crazy elbow or something, put yourself in a, in a bad position. You know, and then I and mean, all of a sudden, every, every you know, the whole saying that every time you get hit, a little bit of your yeah. training goes away. You know, yeah, That's real. Right. So, so you might as well just put yourself in the best position you can. I, I have no problem being a guard if I get put there, you know, kind of like a real fight or even an MMA fight as long as it wasn't five hundred rounds. You know, that's raw. So, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, in some ways, you know, sports, sports jujitsu takes away of the uh, self-defense aspect of it. But I still think it's like, Way more effective than just being a drunk at the bar, you know. Yeah, it seems
2: important to know, like knowing how to defend worm guard and doing all the different things. But the cool thing about our spot is that there's a regular MMA class, and I think all the black belts at our spot, you know, they trained and fought in MMA for a long time, so there's you kind of have to know all of it. You know? Yeah, it's just the same thing, you know, you still. If people are like, oh, I'm sick of this
3: guy, all he does is ever go and grab and bolo, I'm like, well, you better learn how to get better at it. Yeah, so yeah. we're not going to like pop down on Don't complain about that. I That was my biggest thing competing in jujitsu. I was always like, man, these stupid advantages and this and that. Oh, advantages, that's dumb, that's dumb. But eventually I was like, well, why am same thing I'm saying about, you know, not learning anti wrestling, just learning. I was like, well, I'm just going to learn the rules, you know? And then all of a sudden, uh, tournament got a lot easier for me you know what i mean so it's like whether you think it's effective or you're going to use it i can't just be like i'm going to learn warm guard defense you have to get good at warm guard too to be able to defend it yeah hey so the the picture i showed you guys um
1: you you, (laughs) nate was nate was coming down with a knuckle sandwich on you and guard um Funny picture, but like, do you all train that way occasionally?
3: Yeah, that was just in a normal jiu-jitsu class. Really, that just broke out between those two. <laughs> <jiu-jitsu>. <laughs> <laughs> they thought he needed a tune-up. So. <laughs> yeah, no, we train that way a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just simulate it, just kind of. Yeah, I mean, people. you know, sometimes it's not even part of the class, but you know, on the break, Mikey and Alex just get going and they're just gonna you know, do like MMA round know, <laughs> right there, you know. And so. What we tell everybody is, we used to have a schedule at the gym, like, these days no Gi, that day is gi, this day. But then the people that need to get better at Gi wouldn't show up, and the people that need to get better at no Gi would only go to Gi class. Yes. so yeah. I, You know, I noticed I got some people kind of skipping you no know, Gi. Yeah. And I was it's like great. making a mental checklist. Yeah, you have to. You have to. So we just, you know, you bring your Gi
2: shorts every day. Good. Gotcha. I didn't know the strategy behind it. That's a good idea. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, Not, and then, you know, so you're just ready
3: for whatever has to happen, and then that that in and of itself is kind of training people. Like, I'm gonna be a boss. and all I just want to do is some heat jokes. You. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, that that's really that's really good advice actually, because it, actually one of my one of my female students, you know, just kind of made it be known. It's like oh, I'll be skipping noki right? Yeah, I, I don't like other people's bodies directly on me. Yeah. You know, my skin, I just I don't like. And I was like, well, you know, you're, you're probably going to get attacked in no-gi if you ever are attacked. And
4: yeah. You're like, why not
3: learn both? You know, like, embrace it. It's going to, you know, you're out of your comfort zone. Why not embrace it? And, and a lot of people, you know, they're afraid of no-gi at first, but then they end up having a lot of fun. And I kind of think it's more fun. Okay. I, I like the movement. Like, I, I like the movement. Honestly. Personally, I'm way better at no-gi. Way better. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like gi better. Just because, to me, it's more of a game. I feel like it's because uh, I started out fighting, so it's like whenever it's no this is like, you know, it's serious. You know what I mean? But in a gi, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this, that." I'll be sweating. That's cool. You know, it's like more of a playful. Game. Yeah, it's more playful. Play. Yeah. yeah. You know, I should.
1: Uh, I really got to take that to heart, man, because I, I have not had the most stellar competition record in the last couple of years. Mostly, like mentally, I wasn't there, and kind of uh, kind of went through some talent personally kind of tripling times. And so I signed up for these competitions, but just wasn't ready. Yeah. And I didn't do what I needed to do to get ready. And my background is wrestling. Right. So I would take these losses like a wrestler, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like real, like depression <clears throat> would set in for the week, you know? Um, but, you know, someone, someone patted me on the back and they were like, you know, the fun about jujitsu is that it's just jujitsu. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, go get, go get a beer with your opponent. Like, you know, like come back stronger. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Like I'm, I'm still struggling with this myself because I'm like, well who takes losing well as losers. Yeah, I am not
3: want to be the gym. In the gym, yeah. if Mighty Suits me, night, I'm gonna sleep well at night. And in, in the <laughs> tournament I'm
1: it's, yeah, gonna be, it's, a,
3: it's a problem, right? Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's why that's why I like uh it's a, it's a lot funner for me to train in the gym. Like as far as like sorry, more game. game. It's more of a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, so um you you, you kind of came up training with the ds brothers
3: yeah yeah, yeah. We, we trained you know, uh i think me and uh yeah. Nick and i had uh our pro on the same club.
2: oh so, damn
3: yeah we're and I was living in chico so And, and you were commuting down to Lodi. yeah like uh, uh
2: two to three times a week to Stockton, you know it was even further it's like 30 minutes past Lodi, and the other end of stockton yeah, I drove a sixty-three. Wait, dude, that's like a, 63 that's a-, and a half Galaxy now. I mean,
3: I was No, it's took a two and a half hour drive. Right? Yeah. So, uh, how often would you do that? At least two or three times a week. At least two. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, that's ten hours on the road. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I was, and it's it was it was a long day. So you know, I try to come down on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. stay the night. Wednesday we go out to Caesar's, and then we hit training on Thursday, and I come home. You know. So, uh, or, or or some variation of that. But, yeah, 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 yeah. I was training up in Chico. And so, so sorry. About I was training up in Chico. The climate was different. Then. So the, now there's places to train up there. You know, yeah. but there was not that many. There was like two or three groups of us. You know, just kind of doing our own thing. And then I met uh, Steve Heath, who was you know one of the main coaches, one of the first fighters. He fought Chuck mm-hmm. Liddell and everything. You know, and he's like, "Man, you're doing good." And you don't even know what you're doing you know you should come on down so me and my partner Sean Beckett started driving down and uh the first day we went we was like we thought it was like the tryouts you know and we were like oh we gotta fight these guys I you know? pumped up. and I had to, I had to go against Steve Heath and uh, Sean went, went against Nick and you know we just got worked you know and, right. and I remember Steve being on top of me punching me and he'd be like you're good and I was like yeah I'm good and then later, you know, I got. he's like, why don't why didn't you just tap? We could have reset. But I thought it was like a test. So he just sat on the <laughs> bottom and I took my ass. took, was took like, your beating. Yeah. And then we just, and he's like, started and then coming. You, then he became friends. Yeah. He <laughs> like, just started coming down here, you know? And so that's how that happened. <laughs> Fuck.
1: So, so um, I know what's, so the crew back then was what? Like uh, you, Nick, Nate, Jake, Jake Shields, Gilbert. Yeah. Um Derek 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 Terrell. Torrell. Terrell. Terrell. Gil Castillo. Marty Armanderas. So dude, um, Dave Terrell is like a legend in his own right, man. Every, every person that I've met, uh, in fact, I have a student right now, Drew, Drew, this is your shout out, but he, um, he started at Terrell's gym. Okay. And he's like, dude, you don't know, man. That guy was just crazy. Like, he's just crazy stern, you know, because like sometimes I, I, uh, I keep it like pretty friendly. my gym, like, like, just friendly, easy, don't coach, you know, no professor. You know, uh, if you show up late, I'd rather you come in than not at all. Yeah, like very definitely. like it's for hobbyists, you know, it's for and uh even sometimes some of my students are like, damn like Japan's, like really stern today, you know? And then Drew's like, dude, you guys have no idea, man. I started with torrell man. You guys have no idea.
3: Man, Terrell is in my mind he's the best ever. He's, really? He's the best. <laughs> uh, he was he was one of the he was one of the if not the best when he's competing. And I still feel like if he if he wanted to compete, he would be right there.
2: Yeah. So, unreal. What he broke Alameda's leg in ADCC, right? Yeah. Ricardo Alameda when he was like the man. I need to know more about Dave I, I Trump. <clears throat> yeah, Alameda, I think, uh oh, Dave shot a single and then just jumped on a footlock, and Alameda didn't tap and he ended up snapping his leg. Oh, yeah. nice. And I guess beforehand, uh, Dave when we went and trained at his spot last, last year was saying that uh, he was actually aff- offered money by like some El people to throw the match. Oh, sure, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and he just was like, "No, I'm not doing that." And ended up Breaking his legs. Um, yeah, Sorry, Big, that was my signal. Dave
3: came in. I mean, he was already, I think, a purple bow or a brown bow when I started training. He was like already, you know. And I think he was just the perfect mixture of, uh, you know, jujitsu. He'd been with Caesar, and then. He wrestled so he, he knew what was going on. So he was just like the perfect blend of that. Yeah, and, and Gilbert and Gabe Gilbert and Jake
1: were coming from San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco State. Yeah. But uh, Jake. So you, guys, you guys were all commuted. Jake you actually. Guys were like on started in mission, like all of you.
3: In Santa Barbara That's where Jake started, I think. Okay. With with like San like, Luis Obispo. With Chuck Liddell. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. And then and then and so he was already he he, you know, like him and Nick were always like Ahead of everybody because they they've been they've been training longer you know and and they're both just awesome you know and then so they they've been training for a long time but Caesar's was like the hub. it was in Pleasant Hill Concord so we all train in our spots and then we'd all go to Caesar's and like just see where it, like how it panned out you know and then then we'd go out there sometimes to the city or they'd come out to stop and join us got it so you, got, you guys kind of had like a working group meet at Caesars to kind of learn from the master. Exactly. And he put us through crazy practices, you know. Really? Yeah.
1: And then he'd kind of give you guys a plan. It's like, okay, like, I might not see you for a week. Do this, do that. or
3: Yeah. I mean, he would usually, so if we went out there one week, he would come out. And like one day of a week, he would come out one day the week also. Okay. You know, and then sometimes you'd go, or at least, you know, you would go to Caesars and then you'd end up staying there and he would just take you everywhere. Oh, uh, sometimes sure. like four or five practices we're going over here we're going over
1: there yeah no, uh, dude, that's dedication man. it was a lot so would you all pay Caesar? How's, how's that work yeah you know, I don't know what they did but yeah so we would just all go through, you know you, you like had a membership as, at his academy or if you don't mind me asking I'm just, just, I, kind of like just really, trying to figure I don't out, like, really know how it worked for everybody got it got it got it, got it. it like sometimes I wonder like, how does that how does that work for folks who are and I'm training all these amateur fighters. I'm putting work into it like it's a full-time job. But I won't get the
2: money back until maybe years later. Like you know, like,
4: yeah.
3: I don't. I don't know what he I worked out. I think it's probably different with every person. Got it. But I think at least back then he was managing all those guys too. So, got, it, got, it, got it. Got it. So maybe he got you know paid that way. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. I luckily I was kind of always coming in with people, so I kind of yeah, like, hey, you got my tickets, slipped to the cracks. <laughs> Go yeah, yeah. Hey. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh,
1: you know, mixed martial arts is um, not necessarily an all dogs go to heaven type of deal. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, some guys do better than others. Some guys just uh, have it. You know, it just doesn't work out for everybody the same way, right? Um, you've seen people take different trajectories and kind of like the resulting kind of fallout, or kind of people be like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work out. Maybe I got to go do something else. You um, just talk about your perspective in that a little bit. Like you see, like Nick and Nate just obviously went to the moon, right? Um, jake went to the moon gilbert you know hugely successful uh but you know
3: for every one of those guys what you know how many training partners yeah yeah that are, you know like, I, I feel like that's just how it is you know yeah. It's, it's, yeah. that's yeah. why it's so special if you do it it is that hard he <laughs> so took the gamble. yeah you know and it was that hard and people uh, life comes to people you know yeah. they help things happen but if that's i don't know if that's really really what you want not lying to yourself then probably going to get pretty close to
1: that
3: you know that's what i think you yeah know?
1: yeah so coming from that kind of like savage background and now jiu-jitsu has softened a little bit and you know lodi even it's kind of an nicer part of town now you yeah. get some you know i'm guessing some accountants and some lawyers on the mat and stuff you got to teach all these different ranges
3: how's See, that work for you uh yeah i mean everybody there's a there's a standard yeah know, that everybody's gonna have to meet regardless Cool. But everybody needs, you know. That's the hardest thing with me is our room is so big. There's so many people there. Like you we know, have huge classes. Yeah. Everybody doesn't need the same training. Like, everybody doesn't need the same teaching. Everybody, yeah. everybody doesn't need the same intensity. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just and everyone
1: doesn't need the same like doesn't need to go over the same techniques. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I get, mean, I, yeah. I, I, dude, I go to, to my own classes sometimes. And I'm just like, man, it's a shame. Like, why not break these three people up and do darts and those people up and do like
3: arm, arm bars and yeah. break those people up? Yeah, you definitely have to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh and some people aren't ready, just aren't ready yet. You know, that that I think that's a big thing that I do that's different. It's, this is what we're doing, we're do doing it. All right, yeah, can you help me? This is what we're doing, yeah. yeah. You know what? Just just do these cross trips because you just you're <laughs> yeah. not be. yeah. Yeah. but you planted that seed in there. You know what I mean? And some people that just making them do the cross strokes, is going to be like, no, I'm a home and real. It's, like,
2: I don't care what he thinks. So, you know what I mean? So you got to kind of play a room when you're teaching. That's the biggest thing. That's you know. one of the things that I like most about our spot is that it's not, like they don't just play to the lowest common denominator and try to bring as many students in as possible. Like some schools you go, you show up one year later, you're a blue at our right. spot. It could be three, five, seven. We have people that have been there for a decade, who are just never going to get it because it just they just haven't reached that standard yet. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that's missing in other spots. Yeah, no, I think it's really, really, really important to keep a high standard. Like my, um,
1: i put it out this like, Randy. I'd love to, to see what you think about this one. You know, uh, at some point, but I did this like beginner study guide, and um, it represents like one move one option from each position. I think pretty simple. So like from standing, here's a basic ankle pick, single leg, guard, side control, mount, top and bottom, here's an option. And so I said to everyone, okay folks, the uh, to keep you all motivated, the first stripe is completely objective. Show me you can do these. The first stripe, every other stripe, everything else, you know, when you're ready, don't ask me. You know, you'll set yourself back. But my right. first stripe, to, just to be totally honest. Is just, just like a, a basic curriculum. Yeah, just a basic curriculum. And here you go. And uh, one of my new students, who actually just sent me an email quitting today, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's, that's the answer I need. But uh, uh, she was like, dude, there's like 22 things on this. I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, this is the first stripe? And I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, how many stripes do the next bell? I'm like, well, Four. It's like, well, what's on the next strike? Oh, well, no, it doesn't work that way. And then after that, it's like, you know, after that, it's just kind of, yeah. you'll get it when you're ready. And it's like, no, 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 I'm a competitor. Like, tell me what, like, I can't do that. But here's the first one, you know? And then uh, another one of my students like, dude, you know, 22 is like, because a lot of my students are at Sac State. And it's like, you know, we don't get 20 questions on our
4: midterms. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know? Um, so it's kind of like, and just to add on to that, I mean, some of my students now, um, actually my student Jason, he and I were blue belts at the same time. You know, um, my student Steve, I think at one point he and I were both white belts. Right. And he's still a white belt. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, and I get it. Like, you know, Steve has a family. He's head of the household. He's making, you know, he's, he's got responsibilities. And so I get that. But there is also like, okay, why couldn't we put together three years of three times a week
3: to get that blue belt? Like what's going, you know? Yeah. A lot of people were like, uh, Man, I've been training ten years, yeah, but if uh, I went back and added up that hours, I bet they've been training a week. <laughs> <laughs> <man>. <laughs> to be honest, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time, and, and some people are like, "Man, this and that," but it's like, yeah, but let's look back at your hours just this month. And it's not about a, a, a tennis thing for me. It's just it, jujitsu is different than everything else. Yeah. Uh, everything else, and uh, you can't cheat it. That's why it's thing, you, know? yeah. it, you know, and you know, probably kind of felt that way in wrestling too, right? It's oh, like, yeah. it, you're, you can get whatever stripe you want or pats on the back you want, but then you're still going to have to go apply that. So there's no way to cheat it, you know? So maybe maybe you're doing pretty good in class and this and that, but you're not getting the moves that you need, you know, because you're just not getting the math time. I think I think math time is the biggest the biggest factor of figuring it out. You know, because especially in this day age, you can look, watch YouTube and learn all moves all day. Yeah, dude, these kids but don't you know can't, how good they have it. You man. can't apply it. These kids don't know, you know how good they have it. You can't apply that. Because it's a, you learn it mentally, you learn it physically, but then there's also like a sensitivity issue that you have to learn, what you do too. Huh. And that's what makes it cool. Yeah. You know, like I could, I could show you like a, a, you know, I don't know what you guys call them in your school, but like a simple sweep, like a, you know, like a minimum sweep. Yeah. unless you kind of feel where that weight is. I think we is. call it the flower sweep.
1: Yeah, is that when you grab the leg? It's, it's like yeah, like the armbar. It's like an armbar entry, but you wind up sweeping.
3: Them. Yeah, you know, yeah. but until you've done that x amount of times, you you can't feel where that body is or what the reaction is going to be. It, yeah. So I think that you know, jujitsu is definitely different than other stuff. You know, as far as that goes. Yeah. So everybody's everybody's uh, levels are different. It's not just about calendar time. Yeah, if, yeah, we you know if we get Matt time, it'd probably be perfect. You
1: know, um, you know what's a good analogy? I think is boats. Uh, we have this. My wife bought my wife has a boat. It's, you know, I guess it's ours now. But so you know, someone was like, "No, dude, you're married. That's your boat." I said my, "My wife has a boat." Um, but on the you know, like in cars, it reads like fifty thousand miles. It's hours. Right? It's hours on yeah. the boat because like that's actually that's actually the more. Yeah, that's more. That's more. It's like this is how long it's been. You know. It'd be cool to put a fucking on in each one of my students and be like, all right, bitch, like, that. No, <laughs> I mean, I really think that <laughs> – We're going to start counting the hours. It would sort it would sort
3: out that argument. I bet it would. Yeah, yeah. Because then, you know, you get guys who come and it's like, oh, well. And, and the amount of attention they pay. Yeah. Just because, you know, you can come in and train hard, but if you're not really trying to figure it out, then did you give the same two hours – did I give the same two hours you gave?
1: Yeah, let me let me make a let me make a point directly to the camera and whoever may be listening. You know, we, we're in this like really like, you know, liberal feel good culture, culture. I said, oh no no no, honey, everything's okay. There's no stupid questions. You know, that's fucking wrong. There are stupid questions. Stupid questions are questions that indicate that you've not been listening. Yeah. So if I fucking just showed something and you asked me a, a question that indicates that you were not paying attention, that is a stupid fucking question coming from a worthless individual. Um, at least for the moment. Um, Not to be too harsh, we still love you guys, but there is such a thing as stupid questions,
0: and there's such a thing like
1: you can see like, man, I got a student, Kelvin, you know, when he's when I'm teaching, he's like, he's practically got the pen and paper out, you know, and then there's other students, you know, and I see it with my with like my kids' classes too, you know, we're like, I got this little girl, Wee, and when I'm teaching, she's just like, she's like looking around, going to the other side, like, make sure here, where's his ankle, where's his hand, what's he grabbing, you know. And then I got another kid, Brody, who's like, a fucking on he's on Pluto. You know, he's like, he's on another fucking planet, you know. Um, but it's weird then because, like, it might take, like, we more of that visual information where, like, Brody is, you know, maybe less attention span but more physically talented so he can get in there and, like, feel about it out. So yeah. Kind of like these
3: things kind of, like, equalize it's, in a weird way. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, some people, like, uh, we used to have a kid in kids' class, Larry. Hey can I have you pull this a little bit closer? Yeah, Larry, uh, I thought he were never paying attention. Yeah. But come training he can do all the moves. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like everybody learns in a different way and everybody's gonna process the information in a different way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's kinda it's kinda funny, but you some people are real attentive and they're just not gonna get it. And other people are looking all over the place and they're they're gonna get it because that's that, that body sensitivity you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikey, you, you um,
1: you're you know a, a sports jiu-jitsu guy, very very high level martial artist, but I think it'd be fair to say you're not uh, like a like an MMA fighter, guy, right? Like, and in my experience, like at a uh, like at alpha male, when I roll with the MMA fighters, man, no Gi at alpha so is fucking something else because there's something to be said for some of these guys who don't have like the most proper jiu-jitsu education, but they've got like ten thousand savage points. Yeah, and they you know, wrestle, you and know, and, there's, and, and they're on the and mat. hours and hours on the mat, but in a different context, you know, and they're fucking slippery, you know. And so when you're getting those MMA rounds, and well, let me tell you something: your fucking triangle better be really sharp. The fucking triangle of wrestler with a big old neck, and that who knows how to posture out just right, you know. I mean, that, that makes you sharp in its own way, right? Right. Um, and so I almost feel like there's like there's like jujitsu, like that really proper martial arts jujitsu. But sometimes that doesn't work, especially the no gi. E, and then I gotta like get up and wrestle them down and put something on them. You know, right. um, so like I guess for, for yourself, like we haven't talked about this too much. But I'm kind of interested in your perspective. Do you feel like you have to go a different way when you're going with like guys who are like fighters and are maybe have a little bit more um, oomph to them if you feel like more
2: like physicality? Like is your like does your style have to change? I, don't I don't think so. I I've been no. training for 12 years. I started with these guys way back in the day, and I was an 07 guy. Randy, Randy likes to call people by the year that they started. Like the other day, he's like, "Oh, he who's an 09 guy." So he's like looking down on the 09ers. But I was an 07 guy and ever since I started, we would always do MMA rounds. We'd always do Noki. Actually it was primarily Noki when I started. So oh sure. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it's not something that's new to that's me. That's new fact, you know, What's funny is that's almost where you're more at home. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he has hours of MMA rounds.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember one time I we did that trip to Boston for the Dia Nate Diaz Marcus Davis fight. And over the course of the trip, I think I just pissed Nick off so many times is that, when, that you, when we came back, and that's when we did MMA rounds. I did do MMA rounds with Nick. But yeah, I put in a lot of rounds with all of these guys. So. Yeah, yeah, you probably have more MMA
1: rounds than me then, which is which is why, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, might feel a little bit different uh, for you and me. But I go, like, uh, I was rolling with Sage, you know, and uh, Sage Northcutt. And I, I think it's probably fair to say, and this isn't going to be like a... Like a Tell a story out of school or there's, there's no exciting conclusion of the story. But just to say, like, I probably know more proper Jitsu than him. You know, oh, that's okay to say, I think. But man, his, his explosiveness, his athletic ability, his ability to posture, his strength, the wrestling and alpha male, you know, you get to a point where it's like, okay, like, yeah, you know, jujitsu is is reign supreme, I think, is you know, but if the other guy knows. Still, a good amount of jujitsu,
3: and as a fucking savage, like that's so hard to deal with. Man. Yeah, I agree, but I think a lot of that is that, like you were saying, what jiu-jitsu is now. Yeah. Because when I first started, you know, you go to theaters, or you go to House, and those guys are going to get out of those triangles the same way. <laughs> jiu-jitsu <laughs> culture <laughs> kind of breeds it, like you're saying, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be rough, so I, I can only get out technical. Yeah. So it's, I think real, you know, the real jujitsu is it's, it's all the same. It's just, these guys are fighting for money and somebody's trying to physically hurt them. They're, they're trained to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think most jiu-jitsu guys, just, it's a different path right now. But at, if you go to Caesars or like Terrell's or half or Gracies or something like that, those guys are going to get out that way. They're going to be explosive and technical and strong. And they're not going to give up. Gotcha. So gotcha. I, don't, I don't think it's a... Neither or. Neither or. It's not like a jiu-jitsu thing. It's just... A, it's accepted in jiu-jitsu to just quit and go to work in the morning, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. But when we were training, you know, it, it wasn't like that, you know, yeah. you're going to get out, you know, because we, we all rose it, you, know? Like, gonna, <laughs> you know? So yeah, my student Kelvin
1: is like, why are you always supposed me?" I was like, well, kind of produces good outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: so, you know, I think, and I think a lot of the jiu-jitsu schools have gone away from that. kind of. It's like, trying so hard and you know I mean and definitely you should be technical but don't don't die for it yeah it's yeah, some magic right you still gotta mm. sometimes you gotta get out <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> when all those fellas just don't quit you know
1: yeah yeah um uh, all right we're right about 55 minutes do you guys have some time can we take some questions from the stream you guys got some time yeah that's fine okay cool um boom here we go let's go from the uh back here default name uh, looks like a caesar it looks like a gracie um uh, logo there. It says, Ask Randy if he's up to the 50s on dumbbells. And he better have a permit
2: for them <laughs> guns. From Whitey? <laughs> Whitey <has seen> <laughs> how, how can you see who it is? It says from Whitey at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm all the way up. <laughs> the way up. <laughs> what
3: are you weighing in at? Huh? What are you weighing in at? Oh, like 64. What'd you find out? Like 45, 35? I find it every week. Whatever you could get to fight. Yeah, it was different than there wasn't so many weight classes and there were so many fighters. Like, hey, what do you want me to fight? So I fought I fought it, <laughs> you know, in the sixties. And then as as uh, I fought more, you know, the smaller weights got more and more popular. Yeah. So then I could so I slowly went down the whole time, but I fought I fought sixty five all the way to uh, I think I made thirty one twice. So I made thirty five like, quite a, a few times. Big frame for thirty five dude. Yeah, and it 35 was a lot different than, like, 45 and stuff. So it's a lot smaller guys, Yeah, but faster. Yeah, I mean, noticeably faster. So I fought at 55 a lot. In the beginning of my career, I fought at 55 a lot. And I did good, but, you know, the guys that could really grind you and wrestle you out, that's where you can tell the difference. And gotcha. When people were fighting me, weight isn't that big of an issue. But when people are really grinding on you, that's when weight becomes an issue. So then I went to 45. I fought there for a long time. I think that's where I, I probably did the best. I think at so. one time I was like 82 run at 45. <laughs> and then uh, but some of these guys that came in at 40, you know, 45 were just huge. You know, Gilbert's making 45, you know, and I'm like, that's crazy. And so I gotta go to I gotta do 35. The the speed difference between 45 and 35 was so noticeable. And, sure. I, and you're pretty good at 35 too though, but did you, did you feel yourself getting faster as you dropped out? Uh, not um, not too much. I kind of don't. kind of operate that way. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't try to be that fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was faster. You know, definitely. You know, but not like these guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it was just because I was so used to the way I went. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, here we
1: go. From uh, Junior Padilla, what do you guys think about Robbie Lawler and that Bulldog choke? Or was it a premature
3: stoppage? I think it was a nice stoppage. Yeah, I think. It's yeah. not the end of the world if he passes out. Yeah, yeah. He's, like up, he's a man. He's fighting. Uh, he's fighting for how much money? Yeah, Right. You right. know, 20 jabs. Does more damage. Does more damage than getting passed out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, don't let somebody get hurt or die, you know? But I just think that when people pass out, it just looks so crazy. Yeah. And it shakes and convulsions that they try to stay away from that. Well, they definitely don't want that on TV. But that's Robbie Lover. I do you even do that? to him. Yeah. You know, maybe Ben was still would have won. I have no idea. I'm just saying, like <laughs> Robbie Lawler wants to go out on the show. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. yeah. He, he look at who did he fight that one time? And they beat each other. Uh,
2: uh, McDonald, oh, Melvin Mano, Rory McDonald. Oh. Right, So yeah. That's what he had way, his he had his lip split like the fucking Joker. That's way worse than oh, yeah. getting choked and
3: conscious. So it wouldn't have been the end of the world to air on the side of caution. Or er, error, er, air. Er, on I'll this go, side, yeah. Because, uh, and especially, I mean, it's hard. I would never be a ref. I, I would never do it. Because I just feel like that is a split-second, you know, yeah. decision. But if... And, and there's almost so like, like, like
1: like, my ability there, too. Like, people, like, one way or the other, people talk shit on you. Right? Yeah, you know, but... No. uh
3: I just feel like you need to assess the situation before the fight is a ref. Yeah. That's what I really like let him fight his way out. Let him, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think the fact that he wasn't—if he was out—we would have seen him go out when 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 they let go. And I think he's a—he's kind of like a nice guy. You know, he's a nice stand-up guy. Even after he stopped it, he was like, "It's okay, man. You know, you made a mistake." Yeah. So you no. Know, and like, I, I think I think I, Herb, like I think Herb kind of acknowledged his yeah, mistake. Too. I agree. Right? Did you see that video? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he, he did. Kind of, yeah. But I also think that if he
1: was out, Waller would have no problem it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, let, let's take a quick. Let's um, give me one second, here. Alex. Can okay. you do me a huge favor? Yeah. My stepson is, is uh my stepson is, is here yeah. with his father. Uh, they need to get their snowboarding gear for tomorrow. Sure. Will you go downstairs? Tell them Jabron sent me? He's in the middle of the podcast, Got and uh, can they can let themselves can in quietly. In here. Yeah, and or get or their snowboard in here. Yeah, yeah. Bring them up. Uh, you need that, you, you you need that, you need that key fob. Um, I got you. Cool. Thank you. Dude, Alex is a yeah, man. <laughs> um, okay. Here we go. Next question. You know, I, I asked them, I asked them too. You know, I asked them, hey, let me know when you're finding to so I can find around this. So, you know. Um,
3: okay. Here we go. Boom. Randy at fight to win? No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I never say never. But, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah.
1: Here's my take on it. Why?
3: Okay, why do it? Yeah, why yeah, yeah. No. Why? Why exactly? Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to get after fighting so long. It's hard for me to get super, super. In the psychic. mindset. In the mindset. So I don't mind competing. I'll, I'll go do a tournament. But, but, but me personally, if if you train six weeks to take me out. Personally, one-on-one level, then that's kind of like like nervous. with strikes involved, or not. Just that if I had to win. I'm kind of gonna have a problem with you. But if it's all three, all four of us are in the tournament, and then me and you are in the finals, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But if you're training specifically for me, then that's kind of oh my And do I don't think everybody's that way, and I don't think everybody should be. No, that way.
1: Nick and Nato that way, and Gilbert's. Like, I and just feel it. that's just kind of the culture that you were that you
3: were you grew up in. Right? Yeah, I like, mean, because then it's like you want to take me out in front mm-hmm. of my family. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes it reality, and therefore, and then gotcha. And most of the time, when the fights win, it's like you're gonna go against that, like local you know, guy. Well, I would go with probably no game, Right, they want me to go against a fighter, and I'm like, well, well why don't we just fight? Because <laughs> that's what it all—it's what it all is. Yeah, you know, trying to be, you know, so. I, I like Fight to Win. I like the people that run it. It's super cool. And all our guys are yeah, yeah, No, Seth, Seth uh, came on the show. Yeah. And I like it. And just for me personally, if I'll do a tournament. against anybody, Yeah. But if it's if it's just me against you, then yeah. that's kind of and you're here to fucking take fuck me, here to take me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's interesting. And, that, and I don't think everybody is that way. And I don't think everybody should be that way. But that's that's the approach I would have. Though. We'll do you a fight to
2: fight. Yeah, fight to fight. Yeah, that's a fight. That exactly. might be hard to also be like the head instructor and to also compete too, because you always have like you know three, four, five people competing at the thing. Yeah, I don't thing. like to compete on the same day everybody else competes. But I mean, I, I mean, but I never say never.
3: Maybe I would. There's a couple guys that I would really like to grapple against. Okay, who? I, I come, come on. Yeah, you know people, people that one guy that I think is really good. because he's I've always thought he was really good. You know, is Barry Sheedy. He's the man. Oh yeah, so, are, you know dude, I, I have a couple rounds with Barrett. See, that's cool. Yeah, um, he
1: uh, he teaches at the arena in San Diego, right. and um, one of my favorite coaches. Um, so I was I was in Sacramento, and I took a I took a field wrap job for Tony in San Diego, and um, I was dude. Barrett Oshida is like a like two doors down from Salo. Yeah, you know, but uh, I. I went down there I started with Patrick Spate, and when I came back to visit Barrett was running the program. And uh Barrett was gracious enough. Here I am, a guy off the street, no geese, so he doesn't know I have a bell, you know. And uh, I'm just there for the day. And he's like, Hey, you know, do want you
3: come over here. He, he grapples with me for like ten minutes and the guy's fucking amazing, man. Like he's incredible. I'd love to see that. No, but I, I'm not even like calling out. No, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, There's some guys that I look up to. Yeah. I'm like you know, but same thing, like you just go train. It's not it doesn't have to be the fight to win. We're making money off of us and like
1: yeah, that. yeah no but the, you know that is kind of I mean from from my perspective like from a, a person who's just watching it I think that's kind of tender and kind of cool right it's like here I am like I look up to this guy he's my contemporary
3: and yeah, we, we can I've like, been fighting forever and he was fighting way before me yeah yeah, yeah, but uh, you know what I mean I, I'm not interested in the single match no like, I, I, I get that I get that no but uh, just
1: let me just let me express this is like the idea that you two who are such highly accomplished martial artists can kind of compete in a format where you're not punching each other, and it's still like high level. That's kind of cool, I think. Where the, like it's really respectful. Yeah. You know, like I, don't know, I, I, I think that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. You know, um, Mikey, do you have anyone you'd like particularly like to, to grapple against?
2: Just whoever's the best, take out whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody actually was randomly calling me. Mission. He's on a <laughs> mission. Yeah. Yeah, somebody actually was posting on my Instagram the other day. Like, he's got a brown belt from Spain. He was like, posting on my thing. So maybe that guy. Oh, that's, not, that's not going to go too well for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple more questions. I'll let you guys go. Um, boom, Franklin Suarez. Uh, Frank, thanks for listening, man. Question Do you believe competitors, MMA fighters, and hobbyists should be graded by the same standards when it comes to belt rank? That's a good question.
3: I, I, I think it's different. I, I think that you. it's it's hard i think uh yes they should be at the same standards for sure yeah but i think if you're competing that standard's going to be more obvious
4: Mm -hmm.
3: right so uh you know your grading is grading if you're a blue belt you're a blue belt yeah but if you're a blue belt that's competing you you're the one that has to prove it every time you compete so then that's you know so it might seem like it's a different standard but it's, it's still the same standard Gotcha. Especially on our end. At our school blue belt's a blue belt. You know, if it, if you're gonna be a blue belt, then I need to know you are a blue belt anywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. Or it's not gonna be like reflect bad things on you.
4: Yeah, or just not on me,
3: on on the system, on Caesar, you know, like I'm not gonna you know, this is Caesar's this is Caesar Grace of Jiu Jitsu, you know, he, he, he academy It's like it's not Randy's experience. you know. So that I'm not I'm holding him to the standard I was held to. Gotcha, you gotcha. Know, I'm not gonna make up a new new understatus here, right. you know, like, uh, I, I tell these guys all the time, I have all kinds of moves I do. You know, like, I have my moves I like to do. And if we're just training, I'll show you in that. But when I'm in class, I'm only going to show the moves, season show. Or, huh, that, or that, okay. CP or Nick, you know. That came from your lineage. You yeah, because it's, that's not, they're not, it's not my, you know. It's not your thing. It's, yeah, it's not. They're not trying to learn. Very expensive, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, well, maybe some people are. You maybe, know like, maybe they are. And then we'll train enough to where we're all. Oh, it'll come out on the side, you know. But as far as the class, I'm repping Gracie fighter, you know, uh, to to the end,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. And what 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 are, what are what are like the distinguishing marks of that of that fighting style? What uh what's well, like very traditional. It's very like basic. So it's
3: very like. Yeah, I think Caesar does a good good job of uh, you know he was innovative himself for the time. You know, it's still now today. But, you know, when I was going there all the time, he was doing things that other people weren't doing yet. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So we're, it's heavy basics, you know. It's on top. We're going to smash smash through. And if we're on bottom, you know, we're going to have a good guard. I remember uh, Caesar told me a long time ago, I was probably at the blue belt or something, and he was just like, there's going to come a point where everybody knows what everybody <laughs> knows. You know? But the difference between us is if we're on top, we're going to pass your guard. If we're on bottom, we're not going to get a guard passed. Oh, and So that's kind of like the philosophy, you know, because, gotcha. you know, a lot of people know the same moves and do the same exact stuff. So if you can pass the most the majority of people's guards, and if you cannot get your guard passed, then statistically you're going to win. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And the moves in between are just, uh, fillers. Yeah. exactly. Fillers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Isaac Jobit says, can you guys give me tips for
1: passing guard? Do you have, you know, Isaac? No, uh, Isaac, uh, 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 attend class. <laughs>
3: Isaac, like a, give yourself the class book. <laughs> uh, I can give it a quick, too. Yeah. Uh, don't let people close the guard on you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's under-taught, or under-mentioned, at least. Don't let somebody close the guard on you. It's, it's just, and uh, once, it's, once it gets closed, it's so hard to open back up. And somebody good is going to make you pay. And that's the thing in indeed. If somebody really, really good closes the guard on you, you're- yeah, in the gi, it's like I mm-hmm. mean, you know, like it, like in Mikey's
1: guard, it's like I'm I'm in here for the duration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know that's so the like. number one tape is Don't let people close them. Yeah, night. I try to tell my I try to tell my guys like don't like this is um, and I think this is a good reason for for what to not allow. I said like you're taking on a step. It's like this is a good reason to not allow leg, leg locks at first. I'd like you to kind of like learn to conceptualize this as like one direction. From the legs to the upper body, passing, you know? And if you get really comfortable with the leg locks, like a white belt, you're gonna be like, well, oh, why am I doing all this work to pass the card? I'm just gonna sit back here and crank on the
3: leg. I don't know, you know? I'm yeah. Working. I'm all for the leg locks. Yeah, okay, 100%. Okay. okay. Uh, I started, like, like I was saying, Steve Heath. I mean, he was, he was, he trained sambo for years. Like, we, you know, a lot of our training, we thought we were just doing jiu jitsu, but it was already sambo. We didn't even know. We'd start in leg wars. You know, this <laughs> is like a fifty-fifty guard. Just just, like a yeah, with full reaps and everything. And 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 I, you know, you know, the reaping thing is interesting. I feel like it's not that dangerous. I didn't even know it was a thing. I was probably a purple
4: ball Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah everyone in just like I, I try to enforce it on my mat because it's kind of the culture in jujitsu that it's dangerous. So definitely with my white belt, I was like, guys, no reaping. But in the back of my mind,
3: I'm like, you know, like, it's it's not fundamentally dangerous. So, like. Yeah, it's, it's way overblown. You know, I mean, there is some damage that can be done, obviously, but it a lot of the damage I think that is done is because people aren't exposed to it. Yeah. So they don't understand they're in trouble. And so that kind of breeds that, you know. And I know personally, uh, I beat a lot of people. Brown ball was probably my best year competing in jiu-jitsu. And I beat a lot of people that were better than me in jiu-jitsu because if I was down, I could lay a lot of them where they probably just started doing it or uh, regularly doing it. I've been doing it since the first day on the mat.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, so we had to change up a little bit of the leg positioning, but you know, I was I was I was either better in you and could win, or I was good enough to keep you guessing that then I could switch it. But if I just would have went out there and jumped on a leg lock I probably winning have
2: never done, Yeah. You know, yeah, Mike you've always had like a super strong leg blocking. Yeah. Yeah. because it's it's similar right. similar structure I just grew up. Was it never perfect. being illegal? I didn't, also didn't know that it, you know the, the rules surrounding it until I got a flow grappling account and started watching online.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I gotta figure out what I what I want to do with this because like, I, I I just worry that like if my
3: students go to an open mat and they like reap someone's leg, people are like, well, what the hell are you doing? You know? Yeah, but I just think that you guys tell them like, uh, yeah, we're not we're not each other in a gi every day. Yeah, just because that's against the rules anyway. Yeah, you know, but if we're doing no gi. Yeah, you know, it's all good. It's all you know? good. Yeah. Do you feel like that messes up
1: the? Do you feel like leg like, lockers are more reluctant to pass guard if
3: they might just sit down for a leg lock? Well, I mean, initially maybe. Yeah. You know, but you, by the time you're a out or a black belt, that's it. That's not going to work like that anymore. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I feel like I feel like you got to practice both. We do a lot of drills at our school where we do a lot of guard passing drills. So even if you drop back for a leg walk on top, you still lost the drill.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it forces them to be good at passing the guard. Yeah, and if you're just a leg walker, that's your only thing. That's You're never going to get your next. You're not going to hear a blue belt or anything. If the only thing you can do is sit back. And I think eventually people get the idea like, okay, I've got to have a more holistic guard. Yeah. But I think, I think that uh, a lot of leg walkers are good at digit two.
3: They just never have to go all the way because everybody else is too far behind. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think people are pretty far behind. You know, it's hard, you know, when you have a school, you don't want people injured and stuff. But at the same time, I think it's blown out a little out of proportion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we're getting pretty close to number 15 here. Uh, good run for today. Um, hey, to the extent that I can ask you guys, um, what's
3: what's next for Nick and Nate? Oh, I don't know. No. You know, uh, Nathan's always ready to fight. You know, he's Is he always in the gym? Every day no way really yeah well, you know he's probably there right now We're not there. <laughs> uh, he trains every day you know wow. um, just likes it it's, it's his life you know and he, and he's ready to fight too you know uh, a lot of stuff goes on that they say he's not want to fight and that's that's not true you know uh, I, I'll, I'll say that you know I can't speak for Nathan as a person but I'll tell you, he's down to fight whoever you know yeah. he, he's ready to fight you know it's just gotta make sense for him obviously but uh, he's down to fight. Nick, he, he's he's enjoying himself. He's having a good time. He deserves that too. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was saying, like, going back to the hours. Yeah. How many hours does that engine have on <laughs> You know, because we were training our butts off and he was at least three hours ahead of us every day, you know, and, uh, and, and mentally training, you know, we, we had a life and he would just go home and figure out more stuff. So, um, I would never say he wasn't going to fight. again. I don't know. I haven't yeah. talked to him about no, that's that. That's right. But, uh, yeah, and I
1: didn't—I didn't tell you guys I was going to ask you this question.
3: You? Yeah, I, I, you know, but e- either way, you know, uh, I think they, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. but I know Nathan is ready to fight, you know, whenever they give him the call. Yeah, know. he fucking looks ready when he posts those pictures. <laughs> but he's like, "Shit, dude, this guy's shredded." shredded yeah, up, he man. Turns, you know?
1: oh, hey, do you do the uh, do you do the crazy endurance stuff, too? Not so much. That's hard. I, 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 I had done I some, but it's not my own. They were like, take you out. They're like, come on, Randy, it'll be fun. Yeah, and one like, time fuck. we were
3: swimming, in the you know, middle of Lake that I I <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you can make it, but they were right. And I just had to convince myself that I could do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, you know uh, especially now since I'm not fighting, I like, probably since I, I think I haven't fought for like three years. I I can count how many times I land probably on one hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah I mean, it, but it, I work yeah. out every day. You know, I train every day, but
1: you know, yeah. Um, hey, is training with your students is like rolling against your students? Do you count that as training?
3: Do you like get your own like training somewhere else, or like? Do I do both, but yeah. our students are good. Yeah. Like, you know, if I can't sleep on a you knee. Know? Gotcha. Yeah. Because uh, we don't, you know, we don't do, you know, we don't do the beginner, and like you are saying, we don't play favorites. Everybody's in the room. Every Everyone's just going. Yeah, and uh, we have good people in the room all the time. You know, we have guests. You know, good people. You know, all the time. And so I feel like everybody picks it up really fast at a spot. Yeah. Because they have to to survive in the room. You super know, cool, super I, cool. I like to say, you know, of course, I'm biased. It's like there's a lot of places with, like, the best guy or these these six guys. But as far as, like, it's Jiu-Jitsu and training, I feel like our room has one of the best depths. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I certainly didn't uh, when,
1: I, when I came to visit Fucking Luke on bark me in like thirteen seconds. <laughs> uh everybody. Yeah, you, you know, I, I I was just like Yeah, Lucas is, Lucas is Uh yeah, yeah. yeah he, Holy shit, man. You know, he Yeah you know, you don't want to like get on top of it and start smashing or like kinda like really take a position right away and like kind of make it unfriendly. And so he kinda like inverts on me a little bit right away, and I'm like, well, we'll see where this goes, of course, if, it, if I get in trouble, I can find, out, find my way out of it, and kind of explore this a little bit, and, um, tell dude I always fuck up Lucas and Mikey, Nate and Diaz. <laughs> 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 hey, Nate, thanks for listening, brother. Nate, if you ever want to come on, man, <laughs> hey, is Nate really, is Nate really, is Nate really fucking people up in the room? Yeah, yeah.
3: Like, eh, yeah, not just in the room, everywhere.
1: Man. Yeah, just <laughs> every, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, we have. We Lucas Luke. fucked me, I, I, dude. I was like, if I get in trouble against Lucas, if I get in trouble, I can find my way out. It'll be fine, you know. This fucking guy just inverted on me and took the armbar in like seriously like a second. I was like, fuck, dude. Like that guy is so sharp, man. Luke, dude, if you ever want to come on the show, man, and Nate, Nate, of course, man, but yeah, dude. And then, I, and then I, you know, I came in like one of your.
2: Blue belts was giving me fits. I'm yeah, like, holy shit. MMA high. In. we have a whole we <laughs> yeah, have, like these these guys, man. We have a whole holy room shit. of
3: guys. We have a room of guys that people have heard of, and then yeah. there's a whole other part of the room that people haven't heard of. You know, Lucas is coming to his own. He's out there competing now. He got his black belt. Uh, we got Some Sebastian, Bass. Uh, Nick Magnamossa, Sebastian,
2: obviously Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian yeah, has like a Jiu Jitsu World League record of thirteen and one or something or Yeah, really? He's, he's really good. And we got all these fighters coming up.
3: You know, that nobody knows yet, you know, and they're all going to be really good. You know, I mean, like, I think that's one thing, too. Like, just like you said, like, people shop around for schools, like, oh, there's this guy I've
1: heard of, there's that guy I've heard of. But in a lot of ways, it's the guys you haven't fucking heard of that are, that are like 20 deep in the school that are, you know, maybe he's a dentist or he's an accountant or, you know, or he's just a young high school kid no one's heard of. He's a fucking green belt, but he'll fuck you up. Yeah. You know, like those, honestly, I almost kind of feel like it's more about the guys that you haven't heard of. Right. And like that depth, we're, we're we're thirty we're thirty sharks deep in here, you know. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Man. Like, um, so much respect to you guys for like having built that over time, you know. Because I'm, you know, I'm struggling to. Like, I'm not struggling. Like, I'm I'm building my own school and I'm kind of like seeing where the
3: pathway takes me. It's okay. like sign one up, lose one. Sign one up, lose it's one. It's crazy. It's it's just like jiu jitsu. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you got to learn how to do that too. You know.
1: So. So Robert Bloomer says Luke and Nate podcast versus Randy and Mikey podcast.
2: Nate <laughs> one, It out. <laughs> you guys know Robert? Yeah. That's his like nephew, right? Yeah, it's my nephew. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he quit or something? I thought he trained a few years ago, rather. Right? Yeah, think he fell off. Yeah. Hey, uh, where do you guys find you on Instagram? Data uh, uh, Academy.
3: Okay, and then uh, Randy Spence won. Randy Spence won. Yeah. Mikey two, three,
1: four, five, Mikey two, three, four, five. Um, uh, folks, it's been another episode of, uh, life in jujitsu. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, Randy Spence, Mikey Hothi, uh, some of the realest dudes I've met in the Valley in Central Valley. Um, and we're going to upload this
4: to iTunes just as soon as we can. Thank you again.